literally the sun is so important for people's health people have no idea how powerful the sun is to our body think about a plant right how it creates food from the sun and it grows straight up towards the sun and yet everyone's spending so much time indoors these days that no wonder they are becoming like deficient of everything because they're not getting the thing that everything is created by which is the sun. yeah very very important but i mean if you have large windows you just open them and try to breathe as much as you can and catch the sun you know this little sunspots that uh, in your room that might be created by sunlight I just you know how cats always get in the middle of sunspot that's that's me when, when it's sunny outside but I can't go outside so try to make the most of it <laughs> Literally, my dog, right, she will <clears throat> go on my mum's bed and mm-hmm. she will find the smallest spot where the sun yep. is. She will lie right there. And yep. I'm in the conservatory right now. As soon as the sun's out, she comes downstairs and just looks at me like, you're going to open the door or what? And she runs <laughs> and jumps up here because she loves the sun. Like every animal loves the sun. Trees love the sun. And yet humans aren't getting enough of the sun because it's like when it's too hot, we go indoors because it's air con. Yeah. And then we're in indoors the most of the time anyway yeah we're we're killing ourselves no wonder we're getting diseases and dying because we're not giving (laughs) our body what nature is telling us we need to have that's true yeah sun and in general interaction with nature does so well to our mental and physical health so uh, you're right it's very important think about how happy people are when the sun's out they get their barbecues out they go to the beach they walk the trees are blowing people are so happy when they're out in the sun but yet they still go back to their old patterns of indoors and it's like you know you're happy outside but you're still going indoors Mm -hmm. why are you doing that (laughs) it's just it's a psychological thing that people are so used to their patterns and set in their own ways that they have no idea that the change that they can do to change their life Mm -hmm. can be done just like that have you ever noticed you feel a little bit or a lot tired after you after you've been exposed to direct sunlight for hours? Like yeah, yeah, it drains you. Yeah, you you need to find a balance. Like first it energizes you, but then after a while, like I can't stand direct sunlight for a long, long time. I I don't know. Probably my limit is an hour and a half, and then I want to go into the shadow. But I can still stay outside, obviously. But yeah, after a day of uh, sunbathing, I usually feel like, oh my God, it seems like I've been working out the whole day long, even though I was lying on the beach. <laughs> and I was like, what, what's that about? Yeah, so the sunlight <clears throat> heats your whole body up. So it has to work harder to keep it cool. And that mm. requires energy. Um, yeah. So yeah, having sun is important, but having too much is also uh, very tiring. But yeah. People think, okay, well, the sun's out. I need to sunbathe for like seven hours to get vitamin D. You just need to be out there for an hour. Like the lions and all the tigers in like safari and stuff. When it's the hottest part of the day, they go underneath the tree. True. But yeah, humans come out the hottest part of the day. And then we'll get skin cancer and die. We're wondering why. That is why. (laughs) (laughs) Sunscreen is a very important protection. And then, yeah, you have to choose the hours wisely. Early in the morning is magical. If you are able to wake up early, there's nobody out and uh, it's beautiful. The sun, the warmth is very gentle. So, yeah, that's what I like. Or at the sunset. Are you all about waking up early or waking up late? So you miss that peak of humans becoming aware and all the energy from themselves, like, like taking over the atmosphere. So when you wake up, there's no like human energy. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know what recently my habit changed and I'm so happy about that because I used to need um, I used to wake up quite late like 9 a.m. because I'm a freelance photographer so I can regulate my schedule accordingly to my patterns my habits my energy and that's wonderful but I always wanted to wake up a little bit earlier and I couldn't I would go to bed early and I still couldn't but that changed a couple of weeks ago, and I'm so happy about that. Uh, so I'm able to dedicate that morning time to some exercise or just setting the intentions for the day. And uh, I've been feeling really good about that. I used to be someone who used to work on my computer <clears throat> all night, literally from like 
seven in the evening all the way to like five in the morning right and Mm. I realize now that it's because as I said the human EMF is down which means I'm able to focus clearly and think clearly and channel my energy clearer and it makes sense why I always worked at night time and then I realized okay I'm getting up at two o'clock in the afternoon I'm out of sync with the rest of the world so I started to go clubbing at 11 o'clock because I was to me that was like five o'clock and I get back at four o'clock from the clubs and I was just out of sync and then I went for a phase of getting up at sun sunlight sun sunrise yeah I'm going to bed at sunset just to see okay well if everything else in nature does this pattern I wonder why how it feel for me yeah and then I realized that getting up really really early and then still being awake until like eight o'clock in the evening is draining because <laughs> most people they 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 have some stuff to do and because I work for myself or used to work for myself I'm like okay I've done this now what do I do so I was ready to go to bed at like 12 at lunchtime so I realized <laughs> okay maybe I can't be getting up at this early as 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 much as I would love to because it's just not it's just not realistic for someone like me so now I get up I wake up naturally at around quarter past eight every morning and I go to bed at 11:30 every night as soon as it hits 30 TV's off I put my YouTube stuff on with like you know yeah well my YouTube you are creative videos and like your universe I don't even know about that stuff law of attraction bollocks and I'm listening to it all through the night and I wake up sort of I know why the Stonehenge was there and I don't even remember because it was <laughs> on my YouTube video are you are you do um, believe in listening to stuff whilst you sleep like knowledge YouTube videos and shit I've never tried it but I was thinking about it recently actually should I like listen to something does it work it works. Let me tell you, right? <clears throat> I know 90% of the stuff that I know from listening into it whilst I was asleep. I'm and like... I wake up the next day thinking about something and I have no idea why. And then I look back at my history and I'm like, that is why. So I have the answers already because I've already listened to it. So Amazing. I'm consciously thinking about, you know, Stonehenge and how they used the vibration of the rock. Like Matrix, you upload the information in your brain. <laughs> Literally, right? It's like you don't even, you're not even aware that someone's put like a USB chip in your brain. So yeah. I, I listen to it all through the night, hours and hours and hours and hours of every bit of knowledge. I wake up and now I have all this knowledge and I've no idea how or why or where from. And then I teach it. Do I you mean, use an alarm to wake up? No. No, me neither. That's the key. Uh, that what I wanted to reach was to to listen to my body and make it wake up at an earlier hour. And uh, now I wake up at six, six thirty, seven. It depends, but yeah, I'm, it's incredible. It's a transition I've been going through, and I hope it sticks because <laughs> it's like, very new. People they set an alarm because they've got to get up for work and. Yeah your brain needs as much sleep as it needs and yeah. you don't realize whether you are two hours deprived three hours deprived or 45 minutes because you always get up at the same time and there's no such thing as we need eight hours it all depends on how much brain activity you've used during the day like when I do podcasts I have 10 hours sleep all the way through but when I used to have nothing to do all day I used to wake up after like seven hours and I was fine so it's circumstantial based on brain activity and I've not been setting alarms since I was 21 which is when I was awoke and I was in and I learn all these YouTube stuff and videos, law of attraction. Mm-hmm. Well, I've not set an alarm since um, mm. because I know I need to wake up when my brain has had enough sleep. And sometimes yeah. it could be nine hours, sometimes it could be 10. And I don't know. I just have to sleep and then I wake up naturally. And I realize if I wake up an hour before um, I was supposed to, in terms of when I would normally wake up, I can feel the toxins in my brain. And mm-hmm. you have that like that that drain feeling in your like forehead I can't explain it but you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah and I feel shit throughout the day and if I have the great if I have the amount of sleep I need I can actually get up and start doing my day immediately whereas if yeah. I haven't had that extra hour yeah. I'm like oh just I'm gonna relax in bed a little bit and then I fall off again and it's just awful yeah the day goes wrong it's just since the beginning yeah um it's amazing how our brain keeps working while we are asleep it it kind of you know cleans up all the unnecessary bits and bobs and uh, and st- strengthens some neuron connections that were built throughout the day and uh, now I've discovered that there is even space to be able to learn new things. <laughs> yes. So there's obviously two parts of our brain and there's lots of different functions in the brain the brain that you use when you are listening is different to the part of the brain that you use when you are 
storing information and learning. So mm-hmm. I can rest the part of my brain that I've been using during the day to do podcasts and retain information. But then my ears are listening to new information, which is a different part of the brain. It's almost like you've got a hard drive, a terabyte hard drive. Half the hard drive is kind of separated for your whatever. And then the other half is just like, I don't know how they call it, but you can use like you can partition the hard drive Mm -hmm. where you've got another half left for when you need it. But you only use the other half. So I listen to stuff during my dream. I'm sleeping. Mm -hmm. One part of the brain's learning so much knowledge, which saves me time during the day, by the way, because imagine listening to eight hours of YouTube videos every single day. And you've got the time for that. But I can learn eight hours every night. Right. Plus, I can actually rest my brain from all the energy I've used during the day before. So I'm getting the best of both worlds. Hence why I'm so fucking smart, because (laughs) I've been listening to YouTube videos since I was 21, learning every bit of knowledge you can imagine, like how pasta's made, how glass is made. Like, if I had had a question, I'd learn it immediately. And it's amazing. Um, Have you tried learning languages like that? So I, I tried to do that, but... Again, I didn't really want to learn Chinese, for example. So mm-hmm. my brain didn't absorb it as if it would if I wanted to. So okay. I've, I have obviously heard about that. And that's why I started to listen to it whilst I was asleep. Mm-hmm. Because they say you can learn a language whilst you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Just imagine waking up and going, hello, malakoti, polakati, hello, malakati, fuck me. What does that even mean? And some Chinese man's like, ask me for a blowjob. I'm said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's like, yeah, technically it should be exactly the same. Um, when you just suddenly start speaking it and you don't know what you're saying. Like when I'm thinking about the pyramids and shit, I'm like, how, how do I know that they got there from here? And, and it's all for the video. So I recommend to anyone, learn yeah. whilst you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. I, I will try that. How do you manage to, do you use uh, ear cup, uh, earplugs? sorry earphones or you just uh, like put it up on speaker and listen i used to put it on my iphone but then my battery used to just die and drain I, like it fucked uh-huh. up the battery so now what i do is i put it on my tv yeah. and then my tv shuts down after two hours so okay. i put on the video i follow it i fall asleep i follow to the end of the video and the tv shuts down so it's perfect <laughs> otherwise my phone's on all night and iphone batteries go from like 100 to literally my iphone was dead because i was doing it every night I know, yeah, I can imagine. Uh, I was wondering because, like, if you sleep with a partner, then you can't really use the the volume, so you have to use uh, headphones. You get like little Bluetooth earphones and just put them in your ear, or you put the phone by your head whilst you're sleeping, so you're listening to it. So it's quiet to the guy next to you, yeah. but because right next to your ear, it's really quiet, but you can still hear it. Mm-hmm. That's why you do. Um, yeah. Amazing. You know what I've tried though? Uh, those one of those apps that does like white noise or delta waves things while you're sleeping to improve the quality of your sleep. And that's that. I mean, I don't have any problems. I sleep perfectly well and uh, I feel well rested. Um, but you know, it was an experiment and was a nice one. Yeah, I felt the difference. I needed less time to feel energized. Yeah, like I sleep all the way through, mm-hmm. always, mm-hmm. like eight to ten hours every night. So mm-hmm. there's an hour bit before you wake up where you sort of become awake if your time's toss and turn. That's your brain sort of getting ready to become awake. That's not, I don't call that waking up. Yeah. That's not like people wake up at four in the morning and get up at eight. No, yeah. that's just naturally. I've had enough, but my brain needs to wake up naturally like dishwasher. It's the end bit where the steam is starting to dry the plates. So you need that yeah. steam bit. That's like the end of the, the washing cycle. And yeah. it's crazy how people, I mean, probably like less than 0.5% of people. That's probably not true. If you think about like Iran, all those countries where there's so many people just going out in the streets and stuff, they probably wake up naturally. So I was going to say about 0.5 probably actually don't set alarms. But mm-hmm. when you think about America and England and busy countries, they set alarms. But Eastern European countries where they don't really do much, um, I suppose they probably wake up naturally. And often they're smarter than all of us because they've been following their traditions for many, many, many more years than us, like Egyptians and Iran. It's all connected, same region. Mm-hmm. and yeah they're, they're the smart ones even though their life is so simple because mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean we all have to listen to our bodies the, our bodies never lie and but with the rhythm that we have to keep up to with this in this busy, busy countries that you mentioned um, no 
not everybody can afford that or we kind of forgot about how important that is. The other day I went to a concert and the singer girl, she asked, uh, who gets enough of uh, hours of sleep every day? And I did, but I was kind of, you know, I looked around, nobody said I, or like one person said two. It was kind of embarrassing to tell that I actually allow myself to sleep enough because it's kind of then you're considered not to be productive or like, you know, or you're considered to be lazy. I don't know. There is this weird, uh, this weird culture of um, not getting enough sleep being cool. You know, through my university years, I used to sleep five hours a day because I had so much things to study. I needed to like keep up with the level that was set up because I was really behind. And uh, yeah, I remember like all the teachers saying, so like, why do you need to sleep for? You can sleep when you, I don't know, when you're dead or whatever. Fucking idiots. Yeah, and it was kind of, you know, if you slept eight hours or, you know, the normal amount, it was not cool. And th- it's still out there, this this weird um, philosophy <laughs> and belief. I'll, t- I'll tell you why that is. Most people follow. Most people are weak. Most people are sheep. Most people are employees. They follow the yeah. patterns of everyone else around them, sleep deprived. Naturally, we want to fit into our environment. We want to fit into yeah. the surroundings. So the owl will go to a tree that is the same color as him. Loads of white sheep hang around white sheep and the black sheep will feel left out and he'll find his own black sheep. If everyone around you is not getting enough sleep, that's just another way to confide in your peers. It's like <laughs> smoking. Eventually, everyone does start to smoke because you're the only one not. So you yeah. don't fit in. You want to fit in. If none of your friends, if all your colleagues come to work and they say, oh, I feel so shit. I such a bad night. Me too, man. Bloody hell. There was a fox making a noise. It was fucking another fox. There was boy <laughs> racers in the car park driving. I had a shit night. Me too. Now you feel connected. You're now confiding with the other yeah. retired employee who has six, five hours sleep. And now, and so now it's like a form of comfort. It's almost like, you know, my my parents got a disease. Oh, so's my parent. And you sort of confide in each other. You don't want the parent to have a disease. So sort it out. Don't confide in it. And yeah, sleep is the same thing. We confide in the fact that we all fell shit or we all had a bad night's sleep. So we don't feel as bad. We don't make any, we don't find a solution or fix the problem like getting good sleep. Yeah. We have to just confide in each other and again if one person starts getting enough sleep you resent that person you start to hate that person oh she's a snob she has nine hours sleep i have six she's a lazy fuck it's nothing to do with that you need sleep it's about priorities like i will just watch one episode less of a shitty series i've been following but i will get more sleep and it's not that i am not a busy person it's just i know how to prioritize and sleep is is very important so i put it as my priority and then make it to be able to sleep enough because i care about my brain <laughs> man literally what it's the difference between going to bed after five episodes of say a netflix series compared to six it's a discipline thing there's no need for you to stay up and watch another hour because yeah. it's going to be fucking millions of episodes of shit for the rest of your life i yeah. think to myself the quicker i go to sleep the quicker i can wake up and start the series again people it's almost like they feel like they've not had their own time during the day because they've been working for the boss now it's my time so i'm gonna stay up and watch netflix because it's my time mm-hmm. yeah it is your time but like no one's punishing you for you know working for somebody during the day where you have to sort of stay up during the night to enjoy yourself like it's the reality of your life if you don't like the fact that you've not got any me time work for yourself and obviously working for yourself is easy said than done because you can't just work for yourself it's just but if you're fortunate enough or you can you should um or you should just prioritize i mean work for whatever just do something that you enjoy and um the rest of the time you need to distribute it in a manner that the priorities are set up right correctly yeah i literally yeah i literally just went off on a uh, different world then you know we suddenly like driving your car Mm -hmm. and you suddenly realize you've just traveled like say i don't know three miles and you don't remember because you've been in your head yeah i don't know where i went then (laughs) (laughs) i was probably visioning about sleep or something or some whatever i just went off in another world do you ever mm-hmm. do that? You just sort of like, 
just I go do. to like another world and sort of like what the fuck like <laughs> absolutely yeah when I watch some yeah watch videos or talk to people sometimes I would just switch off and uh, then like come back and sorry <laughs> need to reconnect yeah but that that's normal I guess I mean, it's just we got we get uh, in that way with our thoughts in our head what's your um your do you drink lots of water recently again yeah I try I have this bottle with me uh it's one liter and uh so and yeah <laughs> good that has really changed my drinking habit because you know you don't need to open this thing you just kind of drink and that's it and i'm not not afraid to pour it on my computer or whatever and uh yeah when you have it next to you you just make it your habit to drink and uh, that really impacts uh the, the health as well so much i i regularly donate blood but I have low blood pressure so um, the last time I went in the doctor said you need you just need to drink more water because the more liquid you have in your body that the it's you know physics matter um, the blood goes faster through your veins because there is more liquid because part of water becomes you know mixed with your blood I'm, I'm expert on chemistry but that's how she simply tried to explain it to me and so your blood pressure rises you don't need coffee or any any of that stuff you just need more liquid and then of course the, to wash out all the toxins from your body and um, feel more energized so are you saying that water increases the blood pressure or decreases it increases yeah increases blood pressure is that good or bad uh, it depends. If I I, have, I am somebody who has a low blood pressure, so I need to rise it. And if I drink more water, there is more liquid in me. And um, so the by the laws of nature, like can you imagine a vein and blood running through it? If you add more liquid, it will run faster, and that's the blood pressure. So um, she said, and I think it works because I feel much better. Right. So when you say increased blood pressure, you mean for you, you're just getting to the normal state. You're not saying that it's increasing blood pressure, which is bad because having high blood pressure is bad. You're saying it yeah. neutralizes yours. Yes. Yes. It it, it um, makes mine get to the normal values, you know, because I have it quite low. And when, when you have low blood pressure, there are also some symptoms that are not very pleasant i mean high blood pressure is so much brings more risks for health than low blood pressure but it's still not a pleasant thing to do because you i often feel um tired especially in the mornings i used to um i felt like i needed more sleep than average than people need on average that's one of the you know symptoms as well and also, people don't drink enough water. They don't drink enough fluid, period, but let alone water. And just having this, it's a psychological thing where your brain yep. has to finish it and then you have to fill it, fill it up when it's empty. It's almost like you can't allow this to be empty because it's you true. can't allow your body to be empty because you need water to live. So it's like, this is my body. If this is empty, my body is empty. So I need to fill this up because then I drink it. And then my body fills itself up and the body can have six liters of water or something mm -hmm. like that. And the stomach can hold, I think it's one point six liters of fluid or whatever. So you think about this, your stomach can hold this alone. Your body can hold six liters or something. So if you drink this, it still is only one sixth of the water in your body. Keep drinking it. Don't think that one liter is enough. Like the bigger, the more water the plant has, the bigger the plant grows. We're yeah. no different. We can remove toxins quicker. And as you said, the blood can flow quicker, which means everything can happen quicker and more efficiently. And something like this is incredible. And I use filtered water. Only mm. recently have I been starting to use filtered water, but it does taste so much better than tap water. And that's also one of the reasons why people might not drink much water, because tap water tastes like shit. And they can't afford to keep spending like a pound on some bottle of water. Think about okay. it, a pound for 500 milliliters. That is two pounds. If just for this and if i drink two of these a day that's four pound a day that's like yeah. seven fourteen twenty one thirty pound a week no one can afford that oh but a red bull oh 30p 
knockoff, like a knockoff, like fake Red Bull one, like a own brand one. Oh, yeah, I've got the yeah. energy. I feel great. You're fucking killing yourself, mate. Yeah, I know. Um, I totally agree. I use uh, filtered water as well, also to like reduce the plastic consumption. I feel it's important, and it's so easy to just buy and change filters. Um, and it's, I guess, it's more sustainable. And then, yeah, I use this, and I bring it around with me. If I, if it, this is too heavy, and I go out, I bring my, um, you know, I found this uh, soft bottle thing. Uh, it's uh, it contains half a liter and when it's empty you can just you know oh yeah I've, I've heard that put yeah put it in my purse because yeah. uh, I often go out with a small purse so when it when I when it's empty I just uh, tuck it in my purse it fits perfectly <laughs> See, that that's a great idea because otherwise you've got a massive thing like this in your bag yeah. and there's yeah. no water in it um at what point do you think that um water from the main supply is gonna run out through whether electricity goes down or you just can't keep up with the demand of water or all the shit in the water to make it clean ends up hurting us at what point are people going to literally have to sort of have their own water supply in their garden which filters out through their own filter system because i think that everything is coming localized now you're seeing that the world can't cope with looking after all the humans so everyone's going to start growing their own food having their own water i mean i don't know what you have in your country but in england we have this like barrel and the water goes to like a gutter and it goes into the barrel and then you would like twiddle it at the bottom to fill up your watering can well there's no reason why you can't have like a filter system and use that for your own water mm-hmm. i have no idea mate um i've been to a water purifying plant here in milan and um it's it's pretty cool like to see how these things work and what they do is they take the you know the, all all of the city's uh dirty water and they clean it out in different stages they use some bacteria to to like that eats the dirt and then they manage to make it clean and it's it uh, it fits to um, water the fields like you can't drink it but they put it out in the fields it's it's clean enough to to for the plants <laughs> tap water yeah is sewage water that goes through so many like is different it? yeah literally if you google where did your tap water come from it's sewage water and there's like a hundred different filter steps and chemicals and shit like that and it comes out of our tap it literally is what you flush down your toilet I'm and that's sure what we drink. That's where you need to live, though. In England, it is. I don't know what it's like around the world. Maybe you do have water that comes from rocks and mountains, exactly. but in England, it comes you, from the sewage. You know, it, England is isn't UK is an island, so um, that's you have limited supply, I guess. Um, and but in Italy, they are fortunate because they have mountains, and you know. It, I, a lot of water, mineral water resources as well. So I think, as far as I remember from that tour from the water recycling plant, um, what comes out of the tap is not sewage water. So See, we are lucky. <laughs> I, I, my, my goal, my dream in the next three years is to take over James Corden's Late Late Show and then yeah. eventually take over the Tonight Show, right? So I'm yeah. thinking to myself, when I move out there in LA, right, mm-hmm. is there going to be is there going to be water that's pure enough for me? I know you see like hot countries, they eat from the mountains or whatever, but because yeah. LA is hot all the time, yeah. like people, like, is there enough, is the water good enough out there? Because LA is like London, it's like just cars and shitty, and, but is it going to be pure enough for me? Yeah, have you have you ever heard that there are people who um, water, they taste water as a profession? No. do that can you imagine the sensibi- sensitive sensitivity sensibility of their tongue the taste buds it's incredible they can say the difference with the chemical you know um ingredients that there are in different types of water i think it's incredible 
literally if you filter out waters and then taste tap water and then soft water you literally can taste the difference like there is different tasting water and it's only when you have like filtered water that you really taste the difference like it's phenomenal it's like in the school playground there's a water fountain it's Mm -hmm. metal right so Mm -hmm. all metal pipes really old I used to drink from it it used to taste of blood iron metal basically and I taste something like that in my bottle and it tastes literally like bottled water you would get from the supermarket which is Mm -hmm. obviously mountain or as as it says but Mm -hmm. the difference is phenomenal and actually it tastes so nice water people say water doesn't taste nice that's because I'm not surprised it's come from a fucking tap that's been there since your fucking nan moved in 60 years ago like you've got changed (laughs) the pipe like that has to come through somewhere like uh, it's ridiculous or use a filter right yeah like filters are pretty cheap but it's it's the thing in the middle that you got to replace that's expensive yeah it's like it's like coffee yeah. machine the coffee machine is like 20 quid but bloody 10 capsules are four quid and that's how they <laughs> that's how they make their money yeah yeah but it's worth it because it it filters through like balances out the water ingredients and there is not too much calcium and stuff like that that could hurt you in the in the long run that's the thing people spend so much money on like face creams and stuff for their skin and and vitamins and they don't spend much money on water for example like the filter thing it's mm-hmm. like it's all back to front your skin won't be wrinkly if you had good water because you're <laughs> hydrating it all these fucking creams from mac and all these big top brands 40 pounds for some shitty cream that will last about a week you could get a filterer for three months of that amount and your skin would naturally be amazing because you're drinking water instead you're putting cream on the top of your face i'm not understanding that your skin grows from within yeah yeah it's everything's back to front isn't it yeah but it's you know marketing man it's it's the force of marketing so yeah there is this show there is this show that's called I, i can't remember his name but the the title is like i don't know let's say his name is edward Edward ruins everything. So there's this guy who just, it's a comic uh, series and he comes out and ruins all of this, you know, presumptuously romantic moments or whatever. And uh, one of the episodes was dedicated to diamonds and the um, tradition of giving the engagement ring. And uh, he basically explained that it was the most successful marketing campaign of all times because there was no habit of giving an, an engagement ring before the 20s. But then this smart man invented that it has to be a tradition. Otherwise, it's like it's not cool. It's not acceptable. Uh, you have to give your fiancé a diamond ring when you propose. And since then, it's become a habit all over the world. Can It's fucking marketing. Literally, every, like everything is about supply and demand somewhere along the line. Like the fact that you have to spend two fucking grand on, a, on an engagement ring and then fucking two grand on the actual ring and then 10 grand on the wedding. Yeah. And, and that's like money that will take like, like 20 years to pay off or whatever. It's just fucking stupid. Again, it's like the sleep pattern at school. Uh, your colleagues, they follow the patterns of, well, she's got six hours sleep, then I'm lazy if I have seven. It's almost like you don't want to say you slept in for eight hours because they'll be like, Maureen's so fucking lazy. She had eight hours last night. Blah, who does she think she is? And and it, it's very, very stupid. But have you noticed right now that mm-hmm. air quality is amazing. I, I don't know whether it's just England or if it's a universal yeah. thing, but yeah. I go outside, the air's amazing, it's calm, it's clean, it's quiet, yeah. and it's like, wow, the noise of the cars on the road, even though you can't see them, creates like a buzz in the atmosphere. All the yeah. stuff and the smoke from restaurants and everything, it's all going up. And the fact that he's had a few days to keep going up, that now this distance between like where we are and say, I don't know, 50 meters up, it's pure oxygen, literally. And it makes me wonder, maybe every problem is being created by man. Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's quite incredible. And it'd be interesting to see what happens when we start going back to work and how the air changes. Like, for example, I heard about there's whales and dolphins swimming through a certain river that was normally cluttered with bullshit, basically. And now yeah. the animals are starting to swim through. Like yeah. that's not a coincidence, and it'd be interesting to see what happens when they when we go back to work and where those animals go, and that think and then you think about the coral, and then you think about trees and how 
like the the gases in the atmosphere affect trees and mm-hmm. and like it's amazing like right now it's like cold hot it's icy cold but it's blossomed on the tree i'm thinking to myself is that nature or is that something like man is doing and it's interesting because this is never i don't think we would ever have had a situation where whole capitalism will stop for us to see is yeah. if global warming is real and it's all man then this is what's happened we never would have seen it so this yeah. is like a blessing in disguise as i suggested yeah. on the podcast that god's like right if you're not gonna listen to me i'll show you i'll shut you fucking humans down with your jobs and your money and your bullshit and see literally this is like karma if there was a god or an angel it's like look this is what's happening take this shit seriously because i'm showing you that all you're doing is affecting all of this and yeah. if you don't believe me I'll just get the flu and kill you all. I mean, it's quite fascinating when you think or imagine there's somebody in charge pulling the strings and how we are all like said, told that global warming, we're going to wipe us all out. And then we're like, nah, it's all fine. We'll just keep doing this, doing that. And then this happens. It's really fascinating. Yeah, I live um, I live in Milan and here we get really bad air quality and I monitor it through apps. Um, I also like allergic to pollen and I try to monitor that thing. Um, and now, yeah, we have very pure air and, um, it's amazing. You can hear birds singing because, oh, there is no buzz as you, as you mentioned. Um, yeah, it is a blessing in disguise. Like, of course it's a terrible situation we live in, but, um, in every bad situation, just trying to make the most of it and look at the bright side. This is the bright side. And this is the moment I hope many of us will realize the impact of the human activity and try to live more sustainable life after that. Literally, people say that we're on the brinking point of no return, basically. Like, if we keep out this pattern, then things are going to be irreversible. And isn't it amazing, like, in terms of the universe, everything has precise, everything happens precisely at the right time right it's almost like nothing was really going to change okay trump paris climate agreement whatever nothing was really going to change and if we'd gone past that point things would have been irreversible like there could have been extreme flooding next year and the flu has happened at the exact time where we needed to stop so just to give the nature a reset button right who knows this reset may be enough for say 10 years of man-made stuff and then every 10 years we might have a universal reset for a (laughs) month for example or or this might just show us that okay this is a real thing but what was going to say um everything in life balances out right Mm -hmm. so as much as it's sad that say thousands are going to die from the flu for example the coronavirus so many die from from like chest infections lung disease lung cancer cancer from like emf and energy radiation so thousands and millions die more from what man is doing compared to the coronavirus so actually you could say the coronavirus is good for the rest of other people it's almost like you've got to lose one to gain six you know um it's kind of the attitude of war if you like bomb a city like in iran and you've killed say um a terrorist say six people would have died there but that terrorist would have killed a thousand so yes it's terrible that those six died but you've saved a thousand so it's all about this balance of you've got to win some and lose some um like a delicate argument yeah yeah if you like it's like loads of animals have like a litter of say six animals yeah that's or let's say nine cows that's because two often die you know a litter of puppies two die that's just we are we're no different it's just the way it is do you believe people will actually change when when this is all over? Do you believe people will actually change their habits and try and be more sustainable? We'll put because it this they've way. seen the impact. Put it this way. I'm somebody who doesn't just believe something just because it's out there, right? Yeah. I'm 50-50, okay? I'm skeptical because I can see all the fours and all the against, right? But in a situation like this, I'm a smart person and I want to be wrong so I can be right if I am wrong. So I don't mind being like wrong, right? I, I thrive <laughs> to be wrong. So I'm looking at this and I'm saying to myself, shit, maybe just car pollution is having such a massive effect that it is causing, for example, clouds above. Because think about it, right? Water changes molecules. Sorry, water changes cells, right? 
negative vibration changes water what is cloud it's water so negative vibration will clump together cloud what happens is the cloud stays there the fumes stay in and it just creates this pollution and like it sucks it in so positive vibration penetrates through the moisture and it disperses so then it goes right up and then there's no clouds i Uh sorry go on no no I've seen a documentary about water. Um, it's pretty famous, man. Maybe you've seen it too. And the thing that stick to my mind the most was that the music of Mozart was able to change water molecules, the structure of water molecule. And that's that's what you're saying right now, yeah. Absolutely. And the rice and the monks, they prayed for, they meditated at this Chinese stream and then they froze the water and it was crystallized. Um, so your question was, do I think people are going to change? I think that the flu has affected or the coronavirus has affected humans in such a way that they've never, ever seen before that people it's almost like a near-death experience for everyone it's so close to home like i believe people only change when they're at the breaking point right and this has disrupted everyone's business everyone has been impacted that now if you said look at what's happened when we weren't doing all this stuff in terms of global warming and shit i'm not going to speak about this but (laughs) topic and then people will see like the statistics that during the four weeks when we all shut ourselves down, this is what happened. The bees started to pollinate. The birds were tweeting because it fucks up their, their navigational system. And it and the water was pure. The coal grew back. And the, the deaths of, say, di- diabetes or asthma at that time was down. If you can put all these statistics in a block when we stop doing all this, you cannot deny that it's because of what we're doing. And then you will see where we were going down. I think everyone will start to work together as a human race. Because what I've seen is that people are coming together. They're more friendly. They're smiling. They're happier. They're almost like looking at each other like, fuck me. The world's coming to an end. And they're sort of, now we give a shit about people as before. We're just going down this road of like robotic death. Like we didn't care anymore. And it's amazing because, as I said, social media is making us all robots. And again, we're now communicating because it's like everything has happened at the perfect timing it's like is there a god who the fuck knows but how can all this be in such perfect timing where we're all on our phones we're all in our heads we're now communicating we weren't listening to the global warming shit flu comes and gets us it's like maybe there is like this amazing god out there that is pulling the strings like i don't believe in god but it's It's amazing of the energy in the universe yeah literally it's like yin and yang is so perfectly aligned that when it compass goes to there it's equal there and obviously energy comes back around like cold air mixes with hot air then there's a storm and then it takes a while to come back here that's why when there's storms in america it's storming in england a few months later because all the air circulates and the water and the oceans if it's rains there it takes it from the ocean and it drops it over there everything is balanced and I mean, it's it's really a fascinating time. I do think that people will change, honestly, because... I really hope so, I, I but I don't. <laughs> you know? No. I mean, I can see a lot of people who cannot wait to get back to normal. And I'm not sure everybody's capable of seeing that bright side we're talking about right now. Because they are all, you know suffering from being closed at home and you know not socializing enough Um, as for me I've been living through these days in a very positive way because I dedicate time to train to take care of my body and learn a lot of new online courses and stuff and I've reconnected with lots of friends that I haven't heard from in a while and it doesn't matter that I don't actually see them in person well of course, it's more it's it's nicer to see your friend in person. But if you just hear their voice when you call them or video chat or whatever, it's still, you know, a nice experience. And I've done that with uh, some of my friends who haven't talked to me in a while. And um, I've noticed about the birds, about the nature as well. And uh, but I, I don't know, it's just humans have repeated the same mistakes throughout history with wars and conflicts and stuff so many times same mistakes i don't know if they if we as an as a human race will be able to finally reset our minds and uh, think about um, our planet and take care 
take take more like consider it every time we make a decision and try and be more sustainable. I know I will, but I was already, you know, very motivated to do that. And I did what was possible for me and trying to improve. But I don't know, as in general, as people, I'm a bit maybe pessimistic or realistic. This is the thing, right? People try and change the world. And we think that it's like all humans have to do it for change. Well, it's like, you should do things because it makes you feel good. You yeah. have to, it's just because China isn't doing it or Boris Johnson doesn't say you got to do it or your friends aren't doing it. That's irrelevant. If you feel good putting, say, plastic in a recycling bin because of it, how it makes you feel in your existence, do it. It doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. And yes, I take my responsibility. And yeah, your your little plastic bottle in the in the recycling bin isn't probably going to do jack shit for the world. But that's not the point. It's about how you feel with the knowledge you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you become in harmony with your own thoughts and local local stuff for example that's happening will have an effect directly above it will not have an effect in say across the world but if all local places were doing that then it would seem like it's all the world when i don't think for example what we are doing in england is really going to have any impact in china but it affects your your local surroundings, like your trees locally are affected by the car fumes here. It's not, well, there's 1.8 billion Indians in India with loads of cars. That's going to contribute to global warming. It's not global warming. It's just what happens when you do certain things to nature. It's not this global thing. It's like every human around the world, if they do it, it seems like it's global, but it's not. It's what's happening locally, which seems to be a bigger thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, but also planet is a whole organism. It's it's you know it's there is such thing as global still. I mean things they do in China and if they pollute air, the air travels and the you know water currents or whatever um, animals travel. The some of them get extinct and that affects in the long run all of the world. So do you think that's like pissing in 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 a swimming pool, right? It would would dilute so much that you won't really find a trace of it. So China, let's just say that China had loads and loads of cars and no, none of the world had cars. Mm -hmm. Could you track the air and track a fume from a from Chinese cars? Like, can that air travel this far where you can be like, oh, that's diesel or that's that's burnt petrol? Probably not. But um, I don't know. You know, I I try to think about our planet as one whole body. And uh, there are scientific researchers that prove that, you know, what happens in one place then after some time affects other places because it interrupts the natural cycle or whatever of how things were supposed to go. And like what happens in um, where the um, icebergs melt uh, affects the rest of the world. Oh, yeah. Everything has a knock on effect. But if humans don't change right, planting the trees, they say that if you plant X amount of trees, it will give off X amount of oxygen. I think that that is pretty much the only way humans can continue doing what they're doing. Like Mm -hmm. we either stop because of what we're doing and we all have lovely nature and birds and trees, but no one has iPhones and companies don't exist anymore and we just sort of go back to the tribe days of just local towns right or the alternative is is that we need to plant millions of trees around the world to offset the carbon i think that is a possibility and that will actually have an impact that will work i mean it might take 10 years for the trees to grow big enough that it has an has an effect but that actually is probably I mean, they're doing it now, right? They're planting they are, trees around yeah, the world, but yeah. it does. I see a lot of successful projects, and it gives me hope. And uh, when I can, I participate, and I, I planted a tree in this local um, association that were giving, you know, lessons on how to do it properly, and we did it as a group. So it's not like you yourself planted one tree. It, it was nice to share that experience as well with people who care. Um, but you know what? Uh, the most part of the oxygen comes out of the algae in the in the sea in the oceans rather than from the trees so Amazing. we we also have to take care of our oceans which is like which are the, the most part of our earth's surface <laughs> and most part of the oxygen comes out from there did you know that 
Uh, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Um, but it makes sense because the ocean is is exposed to the sun okay. all day, every day, yeah. and heat is you know heat increases the growth of stuff, and the, the water magnifies the sun, so it's like gets extra sun, um, and obviously leaves nature produces oxygen, whatever. So it absolutely makes sense. And if the world's got like two thirds water, two thirds algae, then it's not the trees we should be worrying about. It's bloody algae, and then <laughs> yeah. you know like. Like, um, just you know, clean the sea water from plastic and that shit, and and it will recreate the natural algae cycles and you know amounts to the proper amounts. And I think we will see a drastic drastic improvement in the air quality. Yeah, literally, it, uh, there's going to be such a significance in everything: water, air quality when all this is over and we go back to normal because you'll see like the the pureness of the oceans and there's not as much plastic at certain shorelines because once you like say pick pick that litter up if there's no companies working there's no litter so for the first time as you know we said about the well thing there's no litter down that stream so animals will go down there um i can't believe i'm speaking to you about global warming i've not done this in 50 (laughs) podcasts Uh, but i couldn't resist because it's like it's not global warming where it's like is do you believe it or not it's looking at facts and results which i'm all about like yeah. i'm all about results and facts like mm-hmm. change my mind because i want to be changed mm-hmm. um i don't see anything as set in stone i always see for and against for everything so it's not am i religious or not is, critical approach is uh, my choice too it's it's the most scientific thing you can do about you know reasoning and it, it's it's the right thing to do yes yeah, it's not like, do I believe in God? Do I believe in global warming? It's I conceive both for and against. So do you mm-hmm. believe it or not? It's not about that. I There's for and against, which means there's reasons which I could, reasons which I couldn't. It's just the way it is. It's like conspiracy theories. You can always link up of like, you know, China, coronavirus bollocks. It all links up. But there's also the alternative, which is that too many chickens together, coughing and spluttering is obviously going to create flu. And loads of Chinese men in the village with these chickens are going to catch it. Like, there's also... That's really, you know, um, everything is, as you said, equally for and against that domino effect left, domino effect right. What's amazing is that nature really can fix itself in such a short amount of time. Like, the, as you said, the, the trees and the oceans can repair in literally a few days. Like, I think the dolphin story or whatever it was, was in three days. Mm-hmm. I, I need to actually research this because I heard about it. But that, that is amazing because I'm all about nature and animals. Yeah. Um, and yeah, all the birds are tweeting. Because they've got their compass back. Yeah. They're, and they're, they know where to go. <laughs> there is a swan in the middle of a water channel in the center of Milan. A swan. Really? There's never been, like, even ducks don't go there. I mean, the water is pretty pure. The water itself, it's transparent. I can see it. Uh, it there are these um, very uh, ancient water channels in Milan that were uh, actually built by Leonardo da Vinci. He did a project and they used them to um, ship marble to build Duomo, the the main uh, cathedral in the center of Milan. And uh, two of these water channels are still there because others were covered. Um, And yeah, they constantly now post pictures of this swan that's been (laughs) living there. I've just had a realization of something. You know Stonehenge? Yes. Right. So I've been listening to YouTube videos and they were saying about how they found the frequency of the rock and they then made that same frequency in terms of sound, mm-hmm. like telekinesis, where the rock started to move and they moved it along because it apparently came from Wales and Somerset and Wales are like hundreds of miles apart. I've just had a realization based on what you said. What if, for example, Stonehenge, where it is, was underwater and they literally took the rock from the ocean and sort of moved it along. So, for example, rocks float. I mean, obviously, they would sink if it's heavy enough, but I'm sure that certain rocks, if the ocean is deeper and deep enough, will float, right? What if the rocks from Wales, it was all water, and they pushed the rock, or they pulled it along in a wooden boat, right? Mm-hmm. And now they pushed the rock to the bottom of the ocean, and this rock that was on top, they sort of pushed it on top, right? So now it's sitting on top of each other and then the water dries up and now you're left with a rock on top of a rock. Think about that. I've just worked that out myself. Yeah. That's an interesting theory. 
Um, don't you think they would have been able to de detect traces of ocean like life, even if it was thousands of years ago? Hang on, also think about the pyramids, right? Yeah. You know how there is there is pyramids underwater, under the ice age, under snow. Like there's no. pyramids. Yeah, if you Google it, there uh -huh. is there's a pyramid right now, which is because of its melting icebergs, whatever. Uh -huh. There's a pyramid that was in like the Antarctic or something. So if you look at it like that and imagine that that is technically underwater before it froze. Yeah. What if the humans didn't build the pyramids on land? What if they built it underwater and they simply were just moving rocks? Because let's say the rocks sink. Well, they are sinking. You line them all up. Next rocks. Line them all up. Next rocks. Line them all up. Like, we just don't. imagine yes. that that is how yes. it happened. Like, we sort of think, OK, well, how can you carry these rocks and then put them on top of each other? But if you think about underwater, it will sink anyway and the weight will pull it down. So maybe everything was under. Maybe that was how they did it. Like, maybe. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, let's have got five, about five minutes left. What should okay. we end it on? <laughs> um. I have a music question for you. What okay. was the most beautiful, exciting top three concerts you've ever seen? Or if you like concerts? Because <laughs> I do like concerts. I've not actually seen many concerts, but the Royal Albert Hall in London, when I was younger mm -hmm. with my school, I think I went there and we watched this orchestra thing. Mm -hmm. And they were playing like modern orchestra. So the Simpsons they were playing. <laughs> like, so that, that was amazing. But um, I love all like, that type of music opera mm -hmm. orchestra stuff it's just mm -hmm. again life's so busy doing so much other stuff of it's course. like well if it's not m my five things i enjoy the most it's like well it will just wait and then life just passes on so yeah maybe um i should book myself into a little orchestra thing in london spread <laughs> <laughs> all the grinder shit sorts itself out <laughs> you know the mo the moment i enjoy a lot in orchestra performances is the just before they are about to start like they tune all the instruments yes i love that to me it's a performance in itself yes everybody there, they are tuning their own instrument and are not in sync or whatever but yes. all together it sounds amazing <laughs> yes i watch pantomime at christmas with my family Mm -hmm. and the pantomime like a christmas show whatever and they're all at the bottom of the stage he's going and he's like getting warmed up and then all of a sudden he goes and they start coming in together and it's like and it's like wow all this like sounds individually and they suddenly go one two three four and they all come in oh it's amazing you're right it's a show itself because it's like behind the scenes stuff that you wouldn't normally see i love yeah. that shit as well. yeah yeah but wait so they did an intro where they played randomly and then slowly gradually they they passed on to being in sync right, so they, they, they tried all their instruments individually uh -huh. and then the, the orchestra man goes one two three four and then they all came in with the intro but i'm That's saying so like cool. it seemed like its own show beforehand because know, it's yeah. like an insight uh, it's like when you see the bloopers behind a film set yes so yes. you realize there's so many crew and it's just like so much stuff you don't see that's yeah. why i love all that like yeah. it's almost like podcasting that's why i like it because you see real stuff i don't edit any of my shit and so you look at films it's all editing and actually the bloopers are the best bit in my opinion because it's like <laughs> exclusive stuff like yeah. you, d you don't see real stuff that happens because it's all fake and this is a real conversation that like even if you were down a pub for example you, you wouldn't be snooping on someone's conversation for an hour so the only time you'd speak to somebody about this stuff is if you're actually that person being spoken to and even mm -hmm. then you're lucky to get an hour without somebody going on the phone or having to go and pick the kid up from school or, you know, some yeah. other guy like, hey, uh, are you single? I'm like, fuck off. I'm speaking about aliens. <laughs> They're like, Sorry, what were we speaking about? Oh, I don't know. And then the conversation's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> yeah, aliens, uh, I like that. <laughs> do you want to plug anything before we say bye? Websites, podcasts, whatever you're doing um yeah i have a youtube channel as well it's um uh, no understandably it's about music that's why my question was about music um i go to like music festivals concerts and uh, i do music technology reviews i'm still like searching um I'm still searching. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was really nice to talk to you. Um, so nice mention yeah. like your mention your Instagram or anything like the YouTube channel, whatever. Uh, yeah. So my name is Dilla London on all of the social platforms. YouTube and Instagram are the ones that I follow the most uh, to put content on. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Just quickly, what next social media do you think is going to be the big one? Do you reckon it's going to be TikTok? Oh, it, it seems so, but it makes me so sad. <laughs> well, I'm too old for that shit. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to press stop and I'm going to say goodbye at the end, all right? Yeah, okay. So, uh...